Okay, so um, welcome to the, the third, third and uh, final session of this uh, important conference on underground sociabilities. Um, my name is Ricky Burdett. Uh, I'm a professor of urban studies here at the London School of Economics. And uh, together with a number of colleagues, such as Gareth Jones and Sandra, uh, I'm one of uh, many of the interdisciplinary uh, people interested in um, the changes happening in cities, uh, both on the surface and under the surface. So I'm very interested in the language used in this conference. Uh, I happen to be an architect and a, a planner, um, and therefore I come at this uh, issue of... Um, the changes in cities, not just from the point of view of uh, social, economic and cultural change that we've heard so much about, but also from the point of view of uh, spatial change, which was referred to uh, in some of the presentations before. Uh, I think uh, social and spatial change in a city like Rio are very, very closely connected. And also I was involved uh, in the last four or five years in the uh, Olympics here in London uh, and saw the important changes that are possible uh, over time, but with uh, very sustained investment and very strong political um, vision, which, of course, is the big question mark in Rio over the next years, as was uh, talked about before. Um, my role is to just chair this discussion to introduce uh, the three speakers uh, and um, do the very simple thing I see here, which is to keep Brazilians on time. That's not, not a problem, so uh, that's, that's, that's going to be fine. But uh, I want to remind you that may, even though my name seems uh, very Anglo-Saxon and I may look English, I'm actually Italian. So, state attenti, state attenti. Non si può parlare più di 15 minuti. Ci sarà un, un, una violenza latina, una violenza latina, assolutamente. Non niente, eh, non c'è sangue inglese. So, uh, on that basis, I will go back uh, and wear my English hat. We're going to slightly change um, the order of presentations, but. Um, in talking about uh, the uh, notions of um, effectively the roots of underground um, sociabilities, we have three, I think, extremely interesting speakers who are going to look at this issue or these issues uh, from different perspectives in terms of their own positions. Uh, effectively from the position of government, which we will have Rogerio um, join us in, in a few moments. From the position, I think, very interesting for us at the London School of Economics, um, of an academic but also very engaged in uh, community action uh, in the case of Gelson. But we're going to actually start with Luis Irlandre, who is, in fact, you could say represents community, but a very engaged uh, community which comes from business, uh, which has been for years um, committed, I think, to action in the very difficult parts of the cities. He uh, graduated from the School of Communication at the Federal University of Rio. Um, he's now the Director of Global Communications Network, one of the major sort of um, corporates, of course, in uh, Brazil. Um, and he's been a long-standing partner of many of the, in fact, initiatives that you've heard talked about today, including uh, Afro-Reggae, um, uh, KUFA, and, of course, uh, uh, UNESCO and its various initiatives. So I think, Luis, it will be very interesting to hear your perspective on this. You have 15 minutes from now. No, you don't. Wait, you don't. We have to see a film. I forgot. We have a film first. My fault. So you have one 14 minutes. 
Mas a gente passou a utilizar essas pontes que se foram, foram construídas para construir novas parcerias, né? Em que a gente continue incentivando essas vias de mão dupla. Acho que a gente precisa da mistura, mas, ao mesmo tempo, essa liga não pode virar uma massa corrida. Okay, thank you very much for that uh, clip, which reminds us uh, the context in, within which these uh, next three presentations are happening. So, having um, introduced Luis, could you now give us your 15 minutes of thoughts, connecting also the previous presentations to this panel? Thank you. Good evening, first of all, I would like to thank you for the invitation Again? Good evening. Time now. First of all, I would like to thank you for the invitation to talk a bit about our work, but most of all, to allow me to talk in Portuguese. Uh, I don't like to make presentations uh, in English, and I can't uh, use the computer and speak at the same time, but as we said before, this is a right of defense rather than a conference. I did not come here to to speak about global and how nice it is uh, and, uh, and how we should open for the third sector or for the people who are deprived of favela community. A great part of the Brazilian population needs uh, social inclusion, so we need to stress for those who do not know Rio that the wealthy population in Rio is very near to a stray bullet as well. We, you live, uh, you come from Cidade de Deus, where I live, in 15 minutes. When you say a divided city, it's not a geographic uh, feature, but it's a social feature. I took the plane uh, on Wednesday, arrived on Thursday. I'm speaking today and tomorrow I'm going back. But it would be worthwhile just to hear Feijão say that he's a friend of my daughter. And I don't say this in terms as a, of executive of the most important network in, in Brazil, but I speak about, about this in terms of a citizen. I have six children. They learned that it's, it's important uh, that people like Feijão are equal. I'm not going, the role that uh, TV Global uh, does, it has 70% of uh, shares. So seven of every television, there are other networks in Brazil. So it's a, it's a democratic uh, choice. We have a program that is favored by the population, uh, but in the average, so the role that we have is to recognize that the system is uh, important. And Celso already cite, quoted that the first time he came into my room, and he said, he talks with a finger in my face. He seems angry, but he's not angry. He was very annoyed with the report from Global that presented a project of Kufa like, it, like if it were it must be my six children. 
sorry. As if we are presenting Kufa as a auxiliary arm of of drug trafficking, and entities like Kufa and uh, Afrowegi before were badly understood by the middle class, so they thought everybody was linked to drug dealing. I'm not very good in conference. I don't even know how to switch off the telephone. So we have things linked to this group and give, gave a certain respect. So it's our way of acting. And, and there are some, there's some work, some, some programs that are in the, in the important, uh, that are showed at the most important moments in the Brazilian TV. Empregabilidade. O projeto de emprego para ex-detentos que já deu uma segunda chance a centenas de pessoas. Quem acreditou não se arrependeu. O resto da minha vida eu vou continuar a dar esse presente para minha filha. Foram quase 30 anos entre crimes e prisões. Acordar cedo e ir para o trabalho é novidade na vida de Norton, ex-assaltante de bancos. Começou a disputa. Dez finalistas entre 2.500 inscritos. Estilos variados. Soul, blues, pop, rap... Samba, forró. Subiram ao palco talentos revelados em várias comunidades do Rio. O grupo de 60 alunos de escolas públicas foi escolhido para ver Rio antes da estreia mundial. Recepcionadas pela Arara Azul, personagem do filme, as crianças gostaram do tratamento VIP. É bom demais. Estou com uma expectativa muito grande. O conjunto do alemão ganhou em dezembro do ano passado o primeiro cinema com projetor 3D numa favela brasileira. O projeto Conexões Urbanas, uma parceria da Globo Rio com o Afroreg, artistas vão cantar, mas também conscientizar os moradores sobre a dengue. A entrada é de graça. As crianças já começaram a ensaiar a coreografia. Um pente ao pente ao pente ao pente Pra matar a dengue Um pente ao pente ao pente ao pente Taça das Favelas, um gol pra vida toda Se você tem entre 15 e 17 anos Faça sua inscrição na Associação de Moradores da sua comunidade Participe, conheça as favelas classificadas para grande disputa Realização, Cufa Rocinho e Jacarezinho decidiram o título entre os homens Os primeiros colocados da prova completaram o percurso em 17 minutos, mas a maioria demorou bem mais do que isso. Nada que atrapalhasse a sensação de ultrapassar os limites.
sábado é dia de curtir as emoções do basquete de rua. Não perca a grande final dia 25 de setembro. Libra 2010. Realização Cufa. Basquete de rua. O basquete de rua vem dos americanos e as regras também. Na cadência do hip-hop, as tribos que circulam na periferia da quadra dançam o mesmo ritmo. Uma invasão de arte e alegria. Hoje, o principal acesso à favela da Grota, no conjunto do alemão, foi ocupado pelo grupo Afrolata. Estamos aqui em São Paulo para a realização da última etapa regional do Top Cufa Brasil 2012. Uma iniciativa da Central Única das Favelas para valorizar a diversidade feminina, combatendo todas as formas de preconceito. Falcão fica na laje de plantão no sereno Drogas, armas, sem futuro Moleque cheio de ódio, invisível no escudo puro Eu queria ter um amor de uma mãe, de uma tia, que eu nunca tive Um amor de uma família pra me dar as minhas assim pra conversar Ela tava lá, porra, tem que conversar comigo, pá Eu vou lá, conversar, eu nunca tive Se eu tivesse uma família pra conversar, eu não estaria nessa vida não Esse último programa Falcão. This last program Falcão, Celso had commented upon it. It was shown in the most important time of the Brazilian TV. And if you could buy it, it would one minute cost 300,000 reais. And this created a commotion in the country because in Fantastico, a program where the family watches to be entertained, well, my colleagues of Globo said, well, how good that Global showed another reality. And I said, no, this is the reality. We have a program called Central da Periferia. And the idea is to show that, bom, elite, the elite in Rio is Rio is a great periphery and uh, there's a proximity. And what happens in this process? The model is this. People sh uh, come to speak to us about projects. And we also always have uh, an advertising showing what has happened, and uh, there's a journalistic uh, coverage, and there's a very important uh, role in terms of self-esteem. A person sees itself on TV with very known celebrities, and uh, this facilitates the proximity of uh, the finance of uh, certain businesses, because they realize that not everybody, people are not just criminals. So why do we do this? As I said to people that I was going to make a speech at LSE, they, have to, they said they should have things, um, should, I should, I, I quoted uh, Ortega, because he says, 
my environment is part of my identity. And I thought, thought that this quotation was very important. Globe is not an island. It lives in Brazil with a population that is that has 40% of illiterate people. For the business of global, it's important that the population is educated, has social inclusion, that it's in the employment market, and not being only nice oh, and then think, well, we have to help the those who are poor. It's an important project that is in, in the interest of the global TV. There are other important questions, which is a question of protagonism, to have an idea of Falcon, which dealt with the story of many children who were dead, were killed uh, by the involvement with trafficking. The video was captured, edited uh, by Kufa, and this is out of the normal. Uh, so he gave the film, and we had no interference. And this is very important, as it was said before. They don't need intermediaries. They are the protagonists of their own speech. We believe that what they're doing is what transforms the reality of the favelas. And it's very important for us that when we speak about social identity, uh, identity, cultural uh, and social identity as capacity, the culture of global, global TV is very important. We export our programs to 150 countries, so it's important because in Brazil we consume uh, Brazilian music, Brazilian theater, and uh, global is an example of creative economy because one of the way of developing is our capacity of creating culture from the very sophisticated one like bossa nova and music, for instance, but it's very rich in, in terms of culture. So we have to, so the protagonists have to be sustainable within their art. And we have also this, uh, when we try to stop protection to intellectual property, it seems that we are reaching the powerful, but uh, as a matter of fact, you, you, you hit the cultural producer. Well, this is was to give you an idea of our work um, and, and the communication media. We are private. We exist to earn money. The count, what we have is everything that we have is registered in terms of public concession. But to be a public concession, we do not have to, to assume this uh, role. Six years ago, we had a consultation with Spectrum, a company that worked in England to study the reno renewal of uh, BBC concession. BBC was uh, ending their concession, and, and, and the UK citizens have to... to, to pay for their for the BBC. BBC hired Spectrum to to create a benchmark on what it has what, what she calls the public value of TV because BBC is seen as a uh, public value. But Global is a private company, but we have a public value by option of the shareholders. Within the law, we did not have to have this other additional role, but it's important for the business in the long run. We have many partnerships, as you can see. I know 
Let's see the other video. I can distribute this later. Journalism, publicity, we have social projects, and uh, for instance, at Tassa da Favela, we worked uh, with them, and we opened the artistic programs. So when Celso spoke about being in the Caldeirão, and the topic Kufa is within entertainment, and sometimes we speak, we put uh, programs with uh, responsible themes. So there's a commercial merchandising with uh, soap operas, for instance, but we have a social one as well. So when the people say, oh, there'll be at the Tassa da Favela, this is all studied and implemented to disseminate the theme in our, in our network. Now I'm going to show you a video. And it's the video I'm going to show to end my speech. It's only one minute. This are programs who are dealing with, uh, well, this is a new soap opera from Globo, and there's another one it's called Suburbio, Suburb. Visite a exposição Guerreiros da Vida Real na estação do teleférico em bom sucesso. Uma homenagem a quem enfrenta as verdadeiras lutas do dia a dia. Eles esperam por você. tem lado glumoroso, mas a gente não deixa de tratar das mazelas que essas comunidades enfrentam. Longo caminho pela frente, mas a gente está trilhando. Obrigado.
Luis, you know perfectly well that we could have watched another one hour of uh, this extraordinary film work. Can I ask you two or three very simple questions? Um, I mean, I, I think this is an extremely interesting initiative in terms of identity and um, using television as the most uh, public of media to bring people from the favelas onto the screen. Uh, one or two just very simple questions. Um, how many people in the favelas have televisions? Everybody. 70% of us share in each, every class, class A, B, C. It's a great vehicle. TV in Brazil has more penetration than radio. It's the second uh, most bought uh, gadget. The, the, the Brazilians see sees five hours of TV per day. So um, that's a very interesting point. That in the favelas, you know, this is not an exclusive market. But this is for everybody who's watching this. What is what? What time of day are these programs shown? To have 70% of audience, I have to be seen by all classes, all ages, all publics. We do not want to be segmented. So all the programs which I watch, they are prime time. Uh, in, in the morning, there are 100 million TVs. You are not on all the time. But they, it's unfortunate that they are not on every single minute of the day. But 10, 15 percent is on in the morning, and at prime time, it's 70 percent. Uh, we are seeing, we are on, on DVDs, on cable TV, but the suburbia, for instance, anything at that time, uh, if the following day is the talk of the town. Everybody will be speaking about it. And last question. This is, since this is such an incredibly sophisticated and intelligent idea, are your competitors doing the same thing? Are other television companies doing the same thing? A month later, they try to do the same. No, seriously, without being arrogant, our merit is that we deal with this theme with with a quality of standard of global. And it's better than any soap opera. So we're using the best resources. It's not a, 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 just a little poor uh, program just because you're dealing with poor people. So when we deal with this universe, we use the shirt of the community. And there's a, a man uh, called Joãozinho Trinta, who used to say the following, who likes uh, poverty is the rich. Uh, poor people like luxur, lux, uh, luxur, luxurious things. So, who, no, it's different. Uh, who likes uh, poverty are, are the intellectuals. So I just said that they're rich, but really meaning intellectuals. Let's move now to a slightly different scale of, um, in a way, uh, visioning uh, the possibility of um, community action, not through the medium of um, media, effectively, but through the medium of um, governance. Uh, and we have Rogerio Sotili. Rogerio, if you want to. Are you speaking from 
here or will you stand over there? Yeah. Rogerio is the Vice Minister of the General Secretariat of the Presidency of the Republic of Brazil. Therefore, he is in a very important position because it's within the central mechanism of the federal state of Brazil that he and his uh, colleagues uh, occupy a very important space. And that is a, a space uh, that effectively works very much around the President's office about these key themes of social inclusion, youth and social participation. And it's fascinating, I think, to, to hear from you how the central government, not local community, how the central government actually envisage uh, policies which affect people at very, very different levels. So, uh, Rogerio, welcome, and we look forward to hearing your uh, words. Thank you. Thank you. First, I would like to say that I prepared my speech uh, because I would worry about the British uh, time. So I would start by saying uh, good afternoon to everyone, and it's with a great pleasure to participate of the opening of this international seminar, which discusses this research so important. I would like to. Thank the invitation of UNESCO uh, and to share this moment with you. I'd like to congratulate Sandra, the researcher, for the this re very beautiful research, uh, a partnership with LSE and um, Afroreg and Kufa. The presentation of UNESCO in Brazil. I like also to greet my colleagues at the table. Luisa Langer, Jailson Souza, our coordinator, Ricky. Uh, the, uh, apart from the importance, academic importance, this work brings excellent contributions to analyze the role of the state and the civil society organizations in the implementation of public policies, which will contribute to the overcoming of the context of uh, social exclusion and marginalization. As secretary executive of the portfolio responsible for the promotion of social participation and uh, youth policies, I can state that the that the uh, underground um, sociabilities is already uh, proving to be very valuable for the public policies of the government. And the diagnostic that's been presented shows that we're on the right path. Uh, we just need to perfect the performance of the state, and we can do this if we strengthen the partnership with the organizations of civil society in the quest for solutions to meet the challenges of uh, the social challenges in Brazil. As uh, you, ladies and gentlemen, know, uh, in the last uh, decade, Brazil went through an intense uh, process of economic and social development. Uh, social programs and the transfer of income fr by means of the Bolsa Familia, which is a family bursary. Uh, this has um, become a an international benchmark and it has reached 40 million people, taking them out of poverty and contributed to the reduction of the inequalities, the social inequalities in our society. According to the commitment of our President Dilma, uh, uh, 
we're going to continue until we overcome poverty in Brazil. In addition to the uh, social and economic improvements, Brazil advanced uh, very much in the consolidation of democracy, strengthening its institutions and its social representation, representation and increasing public spaces and, and channels for social participation. With this, uh, civil society could uh, influence uh, the societies, the processes for formulation, the implementation and monitoring of public policies. Just to illustrate, of the traditional channels uh, in social participation, at present we have uh, 36 uh, legal councils and commissions at a national level from the government, the federal government that uh, has the participation of social and civil society for defining the courses for public policies. And in addition to this, since 2003, more than 80 conferences were held nationally on public policies with the involvement of more than 10 million people. In addition to other mechanisms, we also have other initiatives, and all of the advanced all of these advances, advancements need to be reflected in the lives of people. And in the history of people, we, we don't see the statistics. In the micro context, uh, in the communities of society, we can see these. The, uh, the underground social sociabilities uh, shows the reality of life. Uh, the, the life and the struggle of young people show the uh, construction of their courses and the courses uh, in rising above the problems. Their trajectories uh, shows that they've resisted the situations that they have faced, with, such as poverty, violence, the absence of the state, uh, social discrimination and racial discrimination. Uh, people who found uh, innovating situations or initiatives in civil society, um, they have benefited from the psychosocial um, scaffolding for the transforming of their social uh, trajectories. The NGOs, Brazilian NGOs, uh, Afrohega and Kufa have developed and their, their work is recognized. It is fantastic, the methodology used to strengthen the protagonism of the of youth people in community development and in valuing uh, local cultural activities to overcome stereotypes and to build up bridges by means of um, mediations to connect the favela to the rest of the world. It is evident that the importance of action of the organization of civil society and the elaboration of political of policies uh, is important for his success. The social participation is, above all, uh, an essential instrument for deepening democracy in our countries. It creates the conditions so that the social movements and the universities and the uh, setup of uh, organized civil society, uh, together with its vast accumulated uh, experience, can contribute to all aspects of the political process, uh, construction process. This process and the uh, mutual agreement and the responsibilities that are shared makes it possible to 
for there to be better cohesion and co coherency and, and therefore with greater effectiveness. The challenge that is placed to the, on the state in these cases that have been shown in the research uh, is, is that of uh, disseminating the technologies, the social technologies that have been developed by society for its transformation. Without any doubt, we have advanced uh, a lot, and the UPPs in Rio are an example of what is possible, as mentioned by Roberto. It shows what is that it is possible to change the role of the state. The passive history of disequality, inequalities in Brazil is enormous, and it is and it's, there is a great need for us to move faster. As a, how can we multiply these initiatives in the various communities in the Brazilian cities and in the world? Uh, my experience in, as a politician in social movement and more recently in the government uh, may allow me to say that to, to come out of this crisis, that it is important that we should have as a basis uh, a dialogue. There is no uh, efficacy in public policies and social development without uh, p social participation, which guarantee the identity with the community and the valuing of uh, knowledge, local knowledge, social initiatives, solidarity, hope, and the involvement, uh, active involvement of everyone. And secondly, we also need to s multiply the points of contact with the asphalt community. Uh, we need to facilitate the contact uh, of the state with those uh, separated areas. We need to we need to transform the role, the relationship of the police with the population, and to rise above stigma. And we need to guarantee the rights of the of young people and to alert them to their rights and empower them and also to strengthen the community itself. We know that over the last decade, Brazil advanced a lot in social policies, but our youth still need support so as to, to have their inclusion guaranteed in society. This difficulty, which is more pronounced when we look at the black youth, young people and the, the long period of uh, uh, difficulties of almost slave-like. And uh, we've been combating this in the construction of our democracy. And so we have to create and multiply institutions that act as uh, social uh, scaffolding, and in this we need to expand and increase the uh, initiatives of the communities so, uh, together with entities that dialogue with the community and with young folks. The state needs to support the initiatives that uh, exist and to work for the multiplication of social technologies that are working. In this regard, uh, I would like to share with you some of the initiatives of the federal government to face these issues. We have uh, uh, regarded as a priority the construction of the youth life 
a plan for prevention of violence against young blacks. Today, uh, tragically, uh, almost 25,000 young people died every year because of homicides in per peripheral areas around central urban cities in uh, Brazil. Because of this, uh, the, the, this plan uh, is intended to reduce the vulnerability of young people to situations of uh, physical violence and symbolic violence. Uh, these actions are, are aimed at the creating of opportunities for inclusion and autonomy. It uh, aims at creating spaces for uh, activities and also to concentrate in areas where there's a high incidence of homicide. In addition to improving the participation of the state by means of facing up to institutional racism and, uh, and a w creating of awareness among agents, public agencies, the actions uh, are principally to guarantee the rights of young people to education, to quality of life, to uh, work, decent work, to culture, to mobility, and to social participation, uh, mainly and mainly to life. As part of this plan, we're starting a program which we called Estações uh, Juventude, Young People Stations. The, the, this, whether it operates as a psychosocial scaffold or as professionals, with professionals who work and help young people in building up uh, alternatives for, for their trajectories. So the, the role of the government, the federal government, is to they join forces with this initiative to strengthen and to see the young people as someone who has rights. This research uh, has taught us very much. It strengthens the idea that we need change. And this change, for in order to be sustainable, must could only occur if we count on the social support of all of the communities involved. And with this, we have proposals that are more adequate, uh, that are more connected with the local reality, and with uh, a, a, a contracted uh, um, relationship. The intervention of organizations such as KUFA and Alfro Heg that count on the in interventions and help of the state are necessary. It has made it possible for us to uh, con uh, control the involvement of police and and also put the development of a culture of peace and a culture of um, human rights. And this situation produced new forms of uh, acting on the part of the state and the realignment of values that makes it possible to establish a new understanding of the state with regards to the community and among the community with regards to the state. Health, uh, we therefore salute uh, these entities and UNESCO, the energy and the, and the willingness that we feel today needs to continue. It is fundamental that this uh, uh, network that's been created by the academy and assisted by the UN and uh, civil society organizations and, and national agency agencies be mobilized to promote uh, human rights. And this, uh, this is the means for creating the 
basis for an con- ongoing process of interchange, a pars- of a partnership, and transformation. And only by this means we can con- to build up a society that is fairer. We understand that this situation is still very difficult in my country. But the initiatives that have been highlighted by the research shows that the interventions by civil society are essentials if there is going to be hope uh, and a future. And this is not uh, very little. They teach us to dream. Thank you very much. Thank you very much and for showing us why your government is so efficient. It makes important statements, it has high ambitions, and it delivers on time. In fact, uh, you have 30 seconds left, uh, which is really incredibly impressive. Uh, But I I would like to ask, can you hear the translation? Yeah. I I would just like to ask you one or two things while uh, we think through the importance of what you have said. Uh, First of all, you acknowledge that research itself from an academic, and in this case, uh, international academic uh, project, uh, in a way validates some of the work that you are already doing at a political level. Uh, And it also, um, in many ways, gives you um, a stimulus to do more. Uh, One of the things that I think would be interesting to share with uh, what is always at the LSE a very international audience uh, is to explain how does a very centralized part of the government that you belong to, the federal government. Uh, How how do you actually trickle down these initiatives in situations where you also have very strong state organizations, the state of Sao Paulo, and city, metropolitan organizations? How do you actually have, uh, take these ideas and make them work in, let's call it, political territories which are not, technically speaking, your own? Do you understand? Is the question clear? Thank you. Obrigado. Thank you for the question. It uh, helps me to clarify the attributions of the federal government. First, the federal government has a concern. Uh, and it it works uh, within the uh, federal intervention, but it has a basic premise, the federative pact, meaning the relation with the states and with the municipalities, uh, who ends up producing policies are the states and municipalities. And for us, the, the federal gov- government is important, this partnership and articulation. It's important to understand, in the case of my ministry, the ministry in which I work, the attribution of the general secretary of the president of the republic establishes a relationship with uh, movements of the civil society, with NGOs, And NGOs act in territories. So we have, uh, it's very important for us to recognize the organizations of civil society and social movements as uh, strategic partners. 
as I said in my uh, speech, it's important that civil society is seen as a tool, a complementary organization to public policies. They're fundamental. And from the point of view of, of, of uh, public management, if we do not see it that way, it will be less uh, efficient because it's a community that knows its reality, that has its experience to indicate the pathways to follow, to build uh, public policies. Uh, what Kufu and uh, Afaragi showed us is that if we do not have the participation of civil society, we will not have uh, efficiency in our policies. The UPPs, when they started to be implemented in Rio, they were criticized by their work and the relationship with the community and with these entities of social uh, organizations made that the state and police could uh, improve their intervention. So it's important to open for dialogue and for intervention with civil society. Yeah, no, that's very clear. But um, give me, just, you took the two examples, if I understood, I didn't get the full names, but one is the prevention of violence and the other one is young people stations, I think were the two initiatives that you described. Sure. Just, just to give us a concrete, yeah, very concrete um, uh, sense of what does your department do? Does it provide money to uh, uh-huh. create young people stations in 10 cities around the city? How does it work? Well, how, how do you actually have an impact on the ground? Perfect. Well, the General Secretary coordinates uh, an articulation of 13 ministries of the federal government around this program that I called Juventude uh, Viva, Live Youth. And we identified in research the indicators that show that the violence in the country is declining very much. But we also saw that uh, the violence against uh, black youth between 15 and 29 years old grew enormously in relation to the decline of violence in general. So the Brazilian government needs to do some intervention of public policies that would not be an intervention only of repression, but an intervention of uh, opportunity policies and prevention policies against violence. So we created policies of 13 ministries, uh, health, uh, women, combat uh, racism, uh, Ministry of Culture, Justice, 13 ministries, and we took these social policies to the areas and to have a link with the states and the municipalities. Actions like more education, which means uh, make the schools open uh, in two turns, or leave the schools open in the weekend for educational and sport activities, points of culture for the creation of culture in the community. To the Ministry of Sports, many policies of incentive of sports. Schools open for more time. Do you just provide more money from central government for the salaries of teachers and cleaners and security? Do you provide more money? Is that how you make it happen? Yeah, 
Well, for school education, it's a program of the Ministry of Education, which gives the possibility of increasing the number of hours uh, in the school for the population. And you do this with, uh, with, with more resources. And of course, this produces not more salaries, but more, of course, hours worked for the professors. It, it means more contracts and more teachers working in these schools. And one more. And Estação da Juventude, Juventude Station, is a program which is being done by the Brazilian government, which is part of uh, one of the works of Juventude um, Viva in the areas where the violence is much more aggressive where we can offer opportunities, uh, public policies of education, uh, leisure, a center of information to how to get to public policies for the young people. And these uh, youth stations will be fixed, and there will be some uh, mobile as well uh, for, for areas of difficult access. We have 132 territories in Brazil where the violence is critical, and we're going to work in these 132 territories, which um, are part of all the states of the Federation. Thank you very much, uh, Rogério. And maybe that provides some sort of link uh, to what Gelson de Souza Silva, maybe you want to go up, yeah? uh, is going to uh, talk about, because the mere fact that he is the general coordinator of the Favela Observatory implies both uh, an observation data collection, both at the quantitative and qualitative level, uh, and uh, one of action. I already uh, mentioned that Gelson, in, in my introduction, uh, uh, teaches, is a professor in the Department of Education um, at the University of the Federal University, Fluminense, I hope I have it uh, correct, but is very clearly uh, engaged in uh, some of the communities that he's going to now talk about. So welcome and thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon to everyone. I have this task to conclude the process of speeches. We have had many speeches today here, and my head, as yours, starts mixing things. So I have two challenges here. First is to try to speak uh, slowly. I usually speak very fast, and I make the interpreters completely crazy. And also to explain a little bit in this framework of so many speeches that go from very optimistic ones and many critical ones uh, to talk about the moment that we are living in Rio and uh, in Brazil. So this is my challenge. First, to speak about my pleasure to be here because I'm coming from a uh, civil society organization and the main protagonists of this meeting are Kokufa and Afro Hege. And as was said before, this research uh, fulfills a very important role and recognize that the very rich process in, is made by uh, people from the favelas. So Silvia Ramos already raised a number of things of which I would like to talk about. 
the most important is trying to, to understand what represents for us in Rio this framework of new characters that come into scene, into scene from the 90s. Favela is much more complex, and Brazil is much more complex than you can imagine from here. I am, for instance, a professor of the university, a federal university, a very elitist university. I'm doctor in uh, education sociology, sociology of education. I'm always black. I'm uh, a child of immigrants in a very poor area of Rio. I was the first member of my family to go into a university, and I lived many years in the favela. So I'm an intellectual of the favelas. I'm the intellectual of the periphery. And this is already different. We have many different people in favelas. We have people who go into criminality, which are very few. And once I gave an interview to a journalist, and she said, oh, no, but it's an absurd to have the prejudice against favelas. The majority of people in the favela are not criminals, a maximum 30%. And I said to her that in the favela of Maré, we have 150,000 people living there. So we, we would have in Maré 50,000 people that would be uh, muggers and traffickers. So we would have 500,000 people in Rio that every day would go to, to be were criminals. So this is a progressist journalist. She was from the left. So if it was a conservative person, she would think, as everyone does think, that the majority of people who live in favelas are criminals. In Maré, in this favela where the Observatory of Favelas is, we have 10 times more university students than uh, uh, drug dealers. But the feeling is that the favela is completely taken by people, by poor people. I have horror of this word, deprived, because when you designate a favela by its poverty, by its deprivation, you do not see uh, what Bill said in the video, the potential of the favela, because we have in the favela the expression of the, where the real inequality, I do not work with the concept of uh, broken city or divided city. It's simply an uh, unequal city. In the favela, we have to go to the to the beaches, the Ipanema, Maracanã Stadium, to watch football. We work in the center of the city. We circulate in the city. So what changes is that we have historically in Brazil a, a divided state, a state that uses the public money and uses it against uh, on the very, very rich areas of, of the city. So we have a citadel where people have the entitlement of uh, the security forces of public services and leaves two million people without access to these uh, fundamental equipment. So it's a state that allows historically that we have criminal groups dominating the territories and regulating social life and that we respect much more the criminal groups historically than the police itself because the police today well, we have proud. You don't understand how proud we are when we hear Roberto Sakis, which is a very correct policeman in Rio. But until the previous government, the police chief was condemned because he was the chief of uh, criminal uh, groups in Rio. The secretary of public security was elected, and he was elected by the militia 
which is paramilitary groups. So we had the political structure completely corrupted by the criminal powers. So when we talk about the contradiction of Brazil today, we, we speak about a country that has that has become very rich since 19, uh, 19 uh, uh, to the 2000s. We will not have money from London because once uh, Lula said that we are rich, they invest somewhere else. But in terms of human rights, we do not have we do not have investments from business or from the state, and we are each time more isolated in terms of uh, how can we guarantee the facing of the most important um, uh, situations of, of Brazil. We're talking about, Rogério talked about racism in Brazil because 21% percent um, the number of whites uh, murdered, but now there's an increase in the percentage of uh, blacks assassinated. So the, the chance of you being murdered as a black person uh, has increased despite the fact that we're a richer country. We have an executive secretary, which uh, uh, Gilberto and Rogério, we have a ministry of education, of sports, of tourism. They are, are not allowed to give, uh, to, sorry, but this person is speaking so fast, I can hardly work. <laughs> yes, we, <laughs> we need him to speak more slowly. Uh, we have uh, cases of corruption with a few organizations, ONGs or NGOs, that were organized uh, to take money from the government, to, to, to divert Genera from that. And so various ministries can't uh, form partnerships with the civil society. We have universities in Brazil. We have universities in Brazil. Uh, many professors in universities, uh, they, instead of doing research uh, the, such as the LSE is doing, uh, uh, regard the, uh, the NGOs as the fifth column of the capitalism. And, uh, and, and these are going through interpretation is that we simply have uh, par partners in capital. On the other hand, uh, we are seen by the government and, by, and many organizations as uh, uh, groups that are committed to um, the interests of the, the bandits or uh, human rights. So we have this uh, paradoxical situation. It makes it, it makes it difficult for us to think on the edge of the blade, uh, the raise, razor. But certainly what we have here to, to, to stress is that uh, thanks to people such as Celso Jr., Afro Hag, Kuhn, Kufa, yeah, and others, that we've had the opportunity to create a, a new ground for the, the Carioca, the, the city of the resident of it's which is a person who values the difference. So he has an awareness of, of himself. He's a, it's a carioca that has the ability to, to have mobility in the society. We have always uh, circulated throughout the city, but now we have mobility. We have mobili economic mobility. There is a economic growth, which is uh, uh, reaching the, the, the black people, which is this so-called um, new middle class, our people, our black people such as us, who have the means of moving up economically. We also have a mobility, a cultural mobility, which is uh, we're get getting to the university. We have social mobility. More and more, we're moving into various areas, uh, and we have uh, new access to new facilities. 
and we have uh, symbolic mobility. We are feeling more owners of the city because historically people such as us were were driven by uh, to have shame of everything because of our color, because studying in a public school, living in a, in a favela, shame because we live in the periphery of Brazil and having illiterate parents. But now we have the pride of reinventing the city, and Celso Jr. and others are doing is simply um, giving us the possibility to invent another form to live in our city. Thank you very much. Marli uh, is, is my controller for speed. Uh, we do need her to control the speed a little. <clears throat> so our fundamental uh, challenge is we're discussing how to be as a new contemporary. We, we, we're not working with a teleological um, philosophy. We, we, we're, 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 we're living the present right now, and this present is to to live respecting differences. Uh, um, uh, by means of Kufa and Afro Hege, they, they bring an acknowledgement uh, of others. And when we talk about other, we talk about homosexual, we talk about women, we talk about black people and, and favela dwellers. And it increases, it draws attention to our origin. I know I'm, I'm Jai Olson, I, Celso, he knows he is Celso. We have a sense of origin, uh, popular origin. We have a, a pride in this. And we know that we're not only, uh, we're also private citizens. We're, we're also human beings. And because of this, we can share our humanity uh, in the meetings such as this. Uh, we are also, we are ecological creatures as well. We, we need to know how to care for this planet because the new karaoke, this new human being, is, he's adopting for human dignity and he is looking for people who want to live in the same way and share the city in the same way. And in this regard, uh, Globo can be, um, even though it is a, a, a business uh, structure uh, which uh, seeks to do business and the, object, uh, the aim is to get profits, it's, it can be a partner because it, it understands that be the better the city, the better it is for their businesses, the better it can sell to its, its citizens and to consumers. And it's obliged to discuss with the state and to negotiate with the, with the police because the police is, if police is part of the, uh, of the violence, then it's also part of the solution. So we need a different type of police officers. We need at the same time, we don't want uh, to be stigmatized. But what is most important in the struggle that is uh, taking place in Rio is the symbolic struggle, because this institutes the reality. And in the last government, not in this uh, current one, they spent 600 million uh, reais to build cultural uh, equipment facilities in the, in the richest part of the city. During this time, in the same period, 10 uh, uh, for uh, 10 areas was um, was put out of service because of uh, lack of conditions for use. Uh, the UPP is a central policy. The only problem with them is that it, it, it got there quite late. Uh, it should have been there a long time ago. And the problem for, the, for most people in the city is... is uh, uh, Public security is not a, a right of us. We have to have a sense of it, and we have to have a, a, a way of control. 
we need, uh, the, the, the favela dwellers think that they have to have control. And the problem is the militias, which are the most per, uh, dangerous groups. And they're growing in Rio during this process. And so the militias, uh, they, they are being combated by with less fervor and intensity than there were some years ago. So our problem is that it is at the same time that the favelas are being freed from drug trafficking, uh, territories in the city are being consolidated as territories controlled by the militias. And at the same time, we have a big risk. If, we, if the police simply go into the territory and they don't take measures to integrated measures for development, then these favelas, uh, uh, which are in the richest areas of the city, they will not be simply removed by the state and no, or even removed by the trade, but they're going to be removed by the market. Because if you go to see Rio, you're going to see what effect the speculation of prices in, in real estate is the illegality and what's happening in, the, in these criminal areas. Something that, uh, that happens in London, but also happen in 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 Rio. So the displacement of people, the city can only be developed uh, and because of its diversity. So what Celso Junior and and Afro Hegi Cunha Kufa has shown is that this theme, this underground sociability, this is a space that is invisible, is is not it is. We, we need to be, we are absolutely visible, and we can enter into a pact with the public. We, only the state can produce the scale. And so the work for Hojeri and the Secretariat of the Presidency is to, is to approve the landmark regulation that our task is to get public security by means of more investments, and the democratization of um, access to universities. And so organizations such as us are actions that, uh, that are exemplary. We give an example. We, we create the method methodology, the, tech the social technology. But it, only the democratic state uh, can e effectively take care of the inter interests of the majority of the population. So our fundamental complexity is at the same time that we're advancing the concept of a, of a contemporary and, and, and having a state, a democratic state, we need, we have politi policies that, that in, in which 30% of the population wish to vote. So, so, so we need to avoid a, 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 a machista and, uh, and replace them with modern uh, situations, modern pol uh, values. Brazil is a very com complex society. And the challenge, uh, as, uh, as mentioned here by the LSC and, uh, and research here, is to produce uh, thinking, information, proposals, and try to help the state so as to so that all of us, all of the citizens, uh, citizens in the city can be treated with dignity and respect and be treated as uh, human beings and for us to be able to shine all the more and that our 50,000 uh, uh, um, homicides uh, could be reduced and so we can create a new human being. 
that is even more beautiful. Thank you very much. That was both uh, a passionate and a very insightful uh, call uh, to arms in many ways from someone who lives uh, the, the problems that have been discussed, and I appreciate that. Can I just pick up on two points before we open up uh, the discussion to others? Uh, I think your uh, comment right at the end uh, when you were talking about the role of central government is, I think, exactly one of the levels, perhaps even a... Uh, a meta-level of scaffolding, of infrastructure, of support uh, that uh, is, is very necessary. You seem to be uh, both positive but also urging, encouraging Rogerio and central government to do more. What is the one thing they should be doing more of? Central government, federal Brazil has advanced a lot in terms of economic policies, but now we have uh, limited limits in other areas. The program that uh, Rogério mentioned today was created in 2012. The, the fundamental challenge for the federal government is to integrate these policies so that we can have an action that reach mainly as this black young people in Rio, in the favelas. Uh, for every five hundred five young people, one is uh, is called neng neng neng. He doesn't he doesn't work. He doesn't uh, study, and he doesn't have he doesn't look for employment. And so we have uh, um, hundreds of thousands of uh, and millions of young people who don't have, and they live in, in a very in their own little world. They 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 live only for the here and now. And we need to have. Um, policies that would look for partnerships with civil society to, to create these new methodologies to help these young people. Would you like to... Claro. Uh, yes. Jailson gives an opportunity for me to... That the federal government is, is seeking to integrate policies and to to promote uh, the policies on human rights uh, for all of communities. But, but, I'd, but I'd like to say that there is another challenge that we face. There is a movement in Brazil, which is the, the movement for criminalization uh, of, uh, of uh, civil organizations. And this is not, it's a movement that of the policies, and if we don't understand the importance of the organizations of civil society and the, soci and the social movements, and to see them as not as, par as partners, we're not going to be able to, to uh, face up to the real problems in society. Uh, just as an example. There is in Brazil a program for to eradicate uh, misery in Brazil. It's called uh, Miseria Brasileira. And for this to be efficient and for us to be able to do it, we need to uh, we need to build cisterns in the north northeast of Brazil. There is only one organization that knows how to build cisterns, and it's called 
uh, Aza, which is which is a, 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 a civil society organization. If we don't involve Aza in the in the government policies to re- reduce the misery, we're not going to achieve our objectives. So. If we have to see civil society as a partner to complement public policies and and, to, uh, and uh, this is reflected by a draft legislation legislation in the congress and and uh, and the social movement should not be criminalized. Johnson, you mentioned many in many of the important points you were making about uh, the importance of creating a sense of identity of the people living in the favelas. You mentioned many aspects, uh, and uh, a lot of it resonates with the issue of violence, in particular against young blacks. But you also mentioned, nearly in passing, uh, a phrase that for me was quite significant: was the was the um, the ecological responsibility. You, you you said that you know we we. We need to understand, or there is a sense, a growing sense, that we, citizens of any city, but particularly in uh, the favelas, have a sort of ecological responsibility. Now, in some of the work that I've done with colleagues in other cities of the world, including Sao Paulo, uh, it seems to me that there are a number of um, small-scale projects which actually bring people together in terms of actions, in terms of work, in terms of um, sense of accomplishment, which revolve around doing good things with water systems, with uh, recycling rubbish and all that. Now, I was going to also ask uh, you in terms of uh, some of the programs you make, which we we saw at the meeting, which were very much about day-to-day life, music and action, whether um, do you already um, document, so to speak, some of these initiatives, small-scale, but so important in in, in, in the way because of the potential of taking these as examples and scaling them up, uh, you know, in other cities, in other parts of your own city or other parts of the world. I just wondered if you could comment in particular, are there one or two examples that you find are of particular relevance when you were talking about the environmental, the ecological, and then perhaps you could comment on whether that's something you're covering in the media. You first. Today, the environmental awareness is growing, and what is and what is more important, this movement is the a number of cooperatives of recycling people. We have to recycle uh, garbage, and in relation to the problem of poverty in Brazil. But the movement of cooperatives of uh, recycle, people who recycle garbage is the one who has most impact. And the characteristics, the features of the people from Rio and, and of the favela, it's a creativity and invention. And it's a, it's, they're very creative by excellence. And we have to uh, motivate the local groups to create artistic uh, groups because there's a uh, concept of the people who live in favela that we do culture but not arts. We do folklorical things, but we do not have any artistic capacity. So this is, this is in the hand of, of course, middle class professionals and white. And our challenge is to recognize that we produce art and we have to have uh, chain values more um, with public investments 
uh, uh, in the 90s, the funk uh, gathered one million people at the weekend. It produced uh, le leisure, culture, and resources and employment. And the government criminalized the movement and destroyed in the 90s this production. So the challenge is to verify the economical and cultural practices in the favelas and uh, made it uh, to uh, more valuable. So these are enormous challenges. Well, first, uh, something that we all Brazilian should have reinforced in this uh, this meeting is that we are uh, we are a democracy. We you have traditions, secular traditions. Would you be able to tell me which was the first presidential election after dictatorship? Someone knows. It was 1990. 1990. 89, 1989. But it is it's very, very new. We are consolidating the institution still, and the problem that we have is our federative pact is terrible. Go, federal government, state government, municipal governments, it's an enormous complexity. And when you pass the... There are states in Rio where education is a responsibility of municipalities. In other states, it's from the state. So we have uh, a lot of uh, complexities in our rule of law. And we shouldn't be pessimistic, of course not, but we are progressing a lot. Brazil has grown enormously in all economical aspects, democratic aspects. So the view of Brazilian, Brazilians today is very optimistic, but we, it was a long journey. What you mentioned from, about ecology, I didn't come here to speak about global, but we have had for 10 years a program called Global Ecologia on Saturday, turned to this theme. And we deal, well, the role of broadcasting is the role of journalism. We, the, it's a journalism uh, with the, uh, with great reports and articles. So in Brazil, we see that the state has a enormous concern with this uh, theme, but having to confront uh, with four powers the private initiatives. We are not great broadcasters, but we saw recently a dispute about a hydroelectric where the government has to be divided. It's a country that started to having blackouts for lack of uh, electric energy. But they were going to deforest uh, an enormous region. And um, now we approved a law of protection for our forests, which is very important. And the ecologists find that it was a failure, and others as well are very, very unhappy. So you have to remember this is a very uh, young country, but we're doing very well. 
Right, thank you for that. Now, Sandra or whoever, do we have time for, um, sorry, not time, do we have microphones uh, for questions from the floor or do you just shout? A few minutes? Okay, so question from the front? Wait, wait for the microphone and can, for the benefit of Tell us who you are too, please. <laughs> I am Marlova Noleto from UNESCO Brasilia office. Uh, I will apologize in speaking Portuguese. And I wanted to make a comment. We spoke uh, on this table uh, and we connected uh, with other speeches. And Jayusun um, made a a summary of the importance of the dialogue between many partners and also highlighted that Kufa and Afrohagi, what they do and what they did uh, in terms of innovation. So we have to produce knowledge on top of this. So I wanted to speak about the enormous privilege for UNESCO uh, and in the world, this office in Brazil which together with LSE, KUFA, and Afrohegi, and also with this, an amazing support of Itaú Cultural and Fundação Social, with which, without which we could, have, we could not have made this research, it would not be, have been a reality. So I wanted to highlight exactly the, the innovation of this partnership. This partnership, it's a multi-stakeholder partnership this multiplicity of actors that made, made possible what we saw here today. So there's more than dialogue, more than diversity, but it's the capacity of together produce knowledge about what Brazil does best. And this is a, a motive of pride for all of us to be all together here to teach the, uh, the old world what the new world has to show. Thank you for doing my job. Uh, for, uh, and she did it, she did it much better. No. So uh, no thank yous anymore, because otherwise we... Are there questions from... Uh, and can they be questions, not statements? Uh, well, then I forgot. Tell us who you are and be very precise, please. Well, I, ha I had a statement and a question. No. No, no. What's the question? <laughs> okay. Um, well, my question is, uh, my name is Tim Carhill. I work for Amnesty International. And, and I, I did want to kind of... Well, anyway, I'll skip my statement then. Um, my, my question really relates to... There has been um, a lot of positive stuff that's come out of the meeting today and a lot of interesting um, um, discourse, and I think that, that, that's shown a real change in the discourse and what um, Brazilians have, have taught organisations like my own uh, who work in possibly uh, often... Uh, I won't say confrontational way, but more denunciatory way. But what I think one of the things that we still find is a problem uh, when looking at the situation in terms of change What's in the Brazil question? Yeah, is about 
whether there is a, a combined vision and participation between um, federal government uh, proposals for change um, and state government proposals for change uh, and, and civil society government. There seems to be very much a kind of fractured kind of approach to this and I'd very much like a kind of interpretation about how that can be seen as more collaborative uh, and less focused on one solution such as just police going into communities. I think that, that's a very good question. We'll come to the panel. Maybe you can all comment on that. Other questions? Here at the front. Uh, well, uh, I'll talk in English, although I speak Spanish. Uh, my name is Carlos Torres, um, postdoctoral research fellow at the University of Southampton, but I did my, my PhD here. My question is more or less related to the, to the previous one, is that uh, the best way to influence policy is that you are the one in charge of making policy. Uh, so my question is, to what extent there is a political integration of people from the favelas into the political game? Not talking to, with, to, with politicians, but being politicians, being part of the political dynamics, and to what extent, uh, and how is that political dynamics nowadays in those favelas of Rio or other cities in Brazil? Okay, thank you. So basically it's the, it's the bottom-up, top-down question with the middle, uh, the state being very much... Uh, another question? Hello, my name is Julia. I'm a student of uh, social policies in planning. I'm asking to Rogério, I'm interested to know better the programs to Giviva, which are the actions that compose it, and how does Secretary General of the President of the Republic will work to guarantee the articulation between these projects and between the ministries and maybe not repeat what happened with the actions that were working, were involved with pro-Nazi, which in the end were not well articulated in terms of prevention. Okay. I'm going to ask um, each of you to respond to all three questions. They're very connected. So if you start, one, two, and end with the center. I'm going to speak as an institution not linked to government or third sector. I spoke about Federative Pact, and this is very factual. Some days ago, there was an explosion of violence. We're not going to speak about only Rio. we we'll speak about Rio. Um, they attacked policemen, with a, and the action plan was to attack and kill policemen. And we saw for 48 hours a discussion of the governor of Sao Paulo with the federal government about responsibilities for them to sit down and resolve it and to about to see if it was a state problem or and the federative pact is, is a problem. We always have going to to have these problems because of the different uh, governments. In terms of uh, politics. I would like to to say something. I never mentioned that there should not be they should not have partnerships with a third sector and NGO with the government. What concerns me is when the NGOs are used to resume policies of the government, uh, I think the NGOs should be used to complement and not use uh, government policies. And I can give you examples. I can see that people are not agreeing. In Rio de Janeiro, uh, the health policy is in the municipality is applied by an NGO, and this is 
not right. Brazil historically has a culture, as Elanger already said, of discontinuity in public policy. Every new governor tries to build its own name and its own work. This has improved. There's a feeling that it's not Republican. When a governor uh, comes to power, he thinks he can use the resources as he wants. He does not have an objective to create mechanisms of participation. So if he's a president of a republic and the, govern, uh, the governor is allied to him, he can give resources. But if not, he won't give resources. This has been changing very slowly. Today in Rio, it was used as currency, the fact of cooperation between the federal entities, municipal, uh, govern, uh, federal government, and state. And, and sometimes it is, well, you vote me because, for me because I'm the friend of the king. But progressively, we're working, we're progressing to recognize the need of integration. But this is not yet on the political agenda, in the question of participation. Lula government ad- progressed in this sense, but did not advance in terms of social control over the state or po- uh, political participation. We do not have mechanisms of a referendum, uh, uh, participating resources, and the real police is more open for the participation, but more for more because of the secretaries and directors and more than for official policy. There's no change of culture that would give more popular participation with the government. So it's we always worry that government uh, changes and the politics change as well. So when PPP came, PP came to stay, uh, he's... Uh, saying that uh, the residents are very worried because with a change of government, the PPs might disappear. So it's important, uh, this participation. And I'd like to conclude saying that I agree in number and gen- gender with Elanger. We do not, we have to collaborate in other ways, create methodology, Uh, and other complementary work, but we cannot uh, substitute the role of the state, which is central. Well, in relation to the first question raised, and I'll I'll answer very quickly because uh, we don't have time. But the question of the Federative Pact is very important because who uh, carries out the policies are the states. But it's not complicated. I'll give you an example. We started with a program which went to Giviva as a pilot in the state of Maceió. This state is the most violent of the country. It has four communities that have uh, rate of criminality against blacks that is horrifying. And and the state of Alagoas, the state of Alagoas is governed by a governor of the opposition to the federal government. And this governor, Antonio Villela, which is from PSDB, he he talked to the federal government and asked a pilot there. So I went to launch and prepare the plan. We worked three months to implement the program there. And he put all his 
all his secretariat at, uh, available to implement this plan. So the partnership is fundamental for the political life of the governor because the state is chaotic and he's betting on this program. So partnership is important and uh, they want to implement their programs, but he needs to count with the state. When the state is open to receive policies of the federal government, there's no problem. We had recently a problem with difficulties in relation to the Sao Paulo state and the federal government. The federal government offered help, the Ministry of Justice help, to contain the, the wave of violence, and the, government, the state government wouldn't, uh, wouldn't accept. And then there was some discussions, and, but in the end it accepted, and the federal government will help. So there's a complicity and difficulty in the construction of the federative pact. It is viable, and all the policies the federal, the federal government has executed was done with the executive pact, the uh, federative pact. And we included 40,000 people in the Bosa Familia. Julia, there are 32 actions of 13 ministries, actions in the area of uh, health, like Viva Jovem, which is the reinforcement of uh, the project of uh, health for the young people, for young women. We have other programs. Brazil Quilombola is another program. We have, as I mentioned, the program of the Ministry of Education, which is more education to increase the amount of hours in the schools and, and also in the state of Alagoas. We universalized the education in all the schools of the four territories, the most violent territories, which is Maceió, União de Palmares, uh, Marechal Deodoro, and another, which I don't remember the name. So we universalized this, the education. The open school, uh, we had the open schools implemented in these four municipalities with a lot of uh, education and cultural activities for all the community, for all the family as a way of fighting violence in these places. So uh, we can speak later. We have 32 actions that are very important to implement this. And the general secretary has to coordinate these actions through a management committee with uh, the 13 ministries uh, that participate. This final um, discussion is about perhaps what one might call conventional infrastructures, you know, to do with the, the politics of decision making in the ways we know. What is so clear and so powerful, I think, in the work that has been done by Sandra and her team, uh, which is in the documents and really has come out through all the presentations today, is a sort of, uh, the, you know, as you call it, the underground sociability, that which is not visible, sort of forms of associational life, which in many ways cut across many of the sort of issues that uh, we happen to have discussed now. Not to say that one is more important than the other, but that the two need to be aware of each other. I, for one, as a sort of outsider, as a student of uh, Brazilian cities, have found that um, there is a richness in, capaci in capacity building, in imagination, in the Brazilian city, which is, uh, to me, really extraordinary. And when I have brought people from Mumbai, for example, from India, uh, or from Istanbul, to see what was happening in some of these smaller scale 
initiatives in Sao Paulo, they were absolutely overwhelmed uh, with, with the possibilities and, and uh, positive lessons that they could take away uh, with them. I mean, I think if there's one um, way of summarizing, I think, this work, which is implicit already in the uh, many of the words that, Sandra, you use in, in, in not only the title, you know, underground uh, sociability already has a spatial dimension, but um, the notion of, you know, border crossing at all level is eminently spatial. It's all about uh, people being able to go and not being stopped from going. And I think what we heard today, including the use of media to cross borders, which probably two years ago, certainly in your company, would have seen uh, a no-go area, was, is absolutely fascinating. And the, the whole notion which uh, uh, Rogerio used of, you know, the fact that a government minister talks about psychosocial scaffolding. I wish we had that in Britain, you know, it would be very, very, we'd be very pleased uh, and the Sandra would have the highest impact of any academic you know, here in the university. Uh, and I think Jason has talked so much and so passionately about the aspects of associational life which are present and need to be made even more visible. Uh, really all I have left to say, because the thanks have been said, uh, but um, it, it is important to remember these, these events don't happen uh, if it isn't for an enormous amount of work done by probably people I'm not going to mention, because Sandra hasn't told me who they are, but uh, they know who they are. Uh, and they're usually at the back of the room in these occasions, around the front of the room. But before applauding everyone, I think there are two or three um, names of uh, people and organizations important to stress. Obviously UNESCO and ITAO and ITAO Social, without their support and funding, none of this work over the last years would have happened. The two organizations that have been featured in many ways um, are and have been open to collaboration with the researchers. This is not an easy thing to do, to lay yourself out uh, to, as an experiment in many ways to be understood and then lessons learned, I, I think, are, are very important. Today, there's no doubt there are two people who are much more important than anyone else. And it's the two interpreters. <laughs> what? I couldn't hear you. Okay. You see, now we're remembering who's at the back. So the technician at the back was, made everything happen. Is that what you were saying, Sandra? The technician. A big thank you to the technician. Now, uh, a number of us have had conversations with Craig Calhoun, the new director of the London School of Economics, who I know cares passionately about these issues. Uh, and he made an announcement only a few weeks ago when he came to the school about a number of key concerns which this very global institution has very much at its heart. And two of those key concerns are very much what have been talked about here. One is interdisciplinary study. And the mere word that you use, psycho, psycholog uh, psycholo uh, sociology, says a lot. Uh, and that cities are, in his mind, at the heart of understanding sort of inter interdisciplinary processes are um, a very important aspect, certainly for the future of our collaboration, not only in the school, but our collaboration with all the institutions represented in this room, all the authorities who come from Brazil, uh, to represent uh, different levels of states uh, and different institutions in government and of course all the representatives of the communities who actually have made things happen on the ground. Thank you all very much and very importantly we now go 
Downstairs, everyone is invited for drinks in the senior common room, which is just below us. Thank you again, and thank you to the organizers.